Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School is the place where our spirit is fed, and our faith grows stronger, and we learn how to be overcomers. It's a wonderful thing to win, and then win, and then win again, to overcome. The scripture said he always causes us to triumph. If we'll listen to him, obey him, stick close to him, uh, he will keep us safe and he'll lead us right out of the problem into full victory, full freedom. Uh, we're going to see some things about this perhaps today, but this word obey that I just mentioned, it's fallen out of favor <laughs> in our current generation. People don't like that word, but God still likes it. It's a good word. When it comes to what he tells you to do, what, what do you think you should do? You know? Listen and obey. Comply. Because he has your best interest in mind always. Get your Bible, get something to make a note with, come on into the classroom. Let's release faith to see and receive more today. Lord, all of us are so thankful for all you've given us, all you've shown us, all you've done for us. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We say you are the faithful God. You are the mighty God. You are the good God. And you're my Father. Thank you that I can call you Father. And you call me your own child. Open our eyes. Open the scriptures to us. Show us what we need to see today, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Look please in 1 Corinthians 10 again talking about overcoming unbelief, we saw that he keeps referring to uh, what happened with the Israelites that he delivered out of Egyptian slavery and bondage. And he said that all the things, verse 1, 2, 3, and 4 here in chapter 10, all those things that, that happened to them, uh, being fed with manna, getting water out of the rock, uh, coming through the Red Sea and baptized in the cloud, that the glory cloud there, all of that he's saying, these are beautiful types of redemptive reality in Christ. And then he says, verse 6, these things are our examples, examples to us, to the intent we should not, and then he mentions several things we ought not do like they did, lust after evil things, be idolaters like them, commit fornication, tempt Christ. Verse 10, don't murmur as some of them murmured and were destroyed of the destroyer. All these things happened to them for examples. They're written for our admonition upon whom the ends of the world are come. Wherefore, let him that thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. And so we see that there were 10 uh, specific episodes where they failed the test to believe beginning when they left Egypt until they got to Kadesh Barnea at the border of Canaan's land, where they failed to go in. 
and they, they failed to the point where uh, they just wandered, went back into the wilderness and wandered around out there for 40 years until that whole generation died young, died wrong, prematurely, and missed the will of God for their, the good plan of God for their life. And, and can you see what he's saying here? Don't let this happen to you, right? It doesn't have to happen to you. But uh, we should learn from what happened to them. So go back again to Exodus, the 16th chapter. And like we said, the first uh, event was at the Red Sea. And the second event was at the waters of Marah. Then the third event is right here at what's called the wilderness of sin. Verse 2, the whole congregation murmured against Moses and Aaron. And they said, would to God we'd have died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, where we sat by the flesh pots and ate bread to the full, you brought forth this uh, into the wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. So this is another failure, another major failure, that the whole bunch, after they've seen the ten signs and wonders that brought Egypt to its knees, that's the only way they'd have ever let them go, they saw the Red Sea, they saw the waters of Marah. Here's another opportunity to do something besides gripe and complain. To say, well, God got us through all that. He'll get us through this, but, but they didn't do it. The third time they failed. And we'll see four times four and five. Event four and five have to do with the manna. They actually failed two more tests concerning the manna. And we see that God told them in verse four, he said, uh, I'll rain bread from heaven for you. And the people will go out and gather a certain rate every day that I may prove them to see whether they'll walk in my law or no. God said, okay. And I'm paraphrasing now. They had not done very good so far. But let's, let's, see, let's give them another opportunity. Is God a God that will give you another opportunity? Yes. And another one. 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 And another. I mean, this is how many he gave them. And another one. And another one. And another one. And another. Somebody says, well, why stop at 10? Because he knows they're not going to change if you gave them another thousand. Now, see, you don't know that, but he knows that. Can you see, class? He knows. There are situations, and that's why there will be people who, who won't wind up in heaven. People will say, well, you know, why, why wouldn't God give them another chance? How many opportunities did they have in this life while they were here? You know, and if they're going to be an unbeliever and a negative soul and, and hate God and hate his things, you want them living beside you in glory? They'd sure mess the place up. Huh? If they're never going to change. See, that's one reason there's no salvation for Satan. You... you the Bible tells us he is that old serpent. And that word old, it means ancient, ancient. Going back way before anything we know anything about. And all the stuff that's happened, and we have no idea how long of time we're talking about, we see in the book of Revelation there comes a point where he is incarcerated for a thousand years. 
a thousand years and then released for a little time. You know what he does after a thousand years, after all of this? He immediately goes and tries to convince the earth into rebelling against God and leads in a war against God. What what does that show you? He's never going to change. It wouldn't matter if you gave him another trillion years. He's never going to change. So what's the solution? He needs to be permanently removed. Is that right? From mankind, from messing up the things of God, and he will be. He and his, and sadly all the humans that joined him, will be separated and put in the lake of fire for eternity, separated. And it won't be, it wasn't that it was God's choice, it was their choice. Anybody here glad today that by the grace of God you've made another choice? You've chosen to believe Him, to trust Him, so your name's in the Lamb's Book of Life. You're going to be, you are united with God and with His people, and you will be united with God through the ages to come. Hallelujah. And it's just going to go from glory to glory. You think we have some good times down here now? It's just a tiny taste of what is to come. He said, uh, uh, I'm going to rain down bread out of heaven. And so he did. And in verse 16, he said, this is the thing which the Lord has commanded. When, When the dew, verse 14, when the dew lifted that next morning, something remained. It was small, like frost. And yet it also resembled like a coriander seed. And they ground it. And they baked it into bread. Sometimes they would boil it. I don't know. That might be something like a bagel or something, I guess. Right? uh, I don't know. But they had, it it worked out exactly 4.6 or something pounds per uh, adult person every day for 40 years. And it fell out of the sky. Glory to God. And uh, so verse 16, when the Lord said that, verse 19, it got to this point, said, Moses told the people, let no man leave of it till the morning. Now let's just stop right here. We just got through reading in verse 4. I'm going to give it to them for a certain rate. They're going to gather it every day that I may prove them whether they will walk in my law or no. So the instruction is, Go out and gather it. So, and of course, God, remember, this is the first day this has ever happened. They go out, they gather it. Now, one interesting thing, it says, when the sun got hot, it melted. And so, I guess, if you slept in late, <laughs> you missed out. So, you got, you, got, you got to get up in the morning and go out and gather it. Which is another thing, even when God rains provision out of the sky, miraculously, you still got to get up and go get it. Is that right? You still got to go up, get up, go gather it. But now he tells them, now when you do, don't, don't save it. Don't put it up. Don't keep it overnight. Don't leave any of it Till the morning. Look at your neighbor and say, this is a test. (laughs) A test of what? 
mostly it's a test of faith, which is connected with the test of obedience. In, uh, in Romans, you'll find the phrase, the obedience of faith. And what happened? What, what do you think happened? I know y'all have read this book probably before. <laughs> what happened? Everybody clear on the command? What, what do we do? We gathered, gathered, we, uh, we ground it up, we made us a nice manna cake. The Bible said it tasted like wafers with honey. Good stuff. <laughs> How'd God do that? Out of the atmosphere. He rained it out. Of the, how do you do that? Well, there's a lot of stuff in the atmosphere. Right? A lot of stuff. And God knows how to put it together. And um, he said, don't, don't, don't leave of it. Verse 20, notwithstanding. What does that mean? Anyway, <laughs> they hearkened not to Moses, but some of them left it until the morning, and it bred worms and stank. And Moses was wroth with them. Why? Because there's no excuse for this. This was not ignorance. And we need to examine this. What do you suppose their justification for doing this was? Hmm? Well, there are no stores out here. Right? There are no stores. There are no crops. There's nothing anywhere remotely near that you could think about getting the food. And so the fear of running out. Hmm? The fear of of not having enough. Are you going to throw away perfectly good food when you have nothing for tomorrow? <laughs> well, in a few hours, it wasn't perfectly good food. <laughs> it was ruined. And yes, if the Lord tells you to do it, it's a test of trust. Come on, can you see this? He's saying, trust me. I fed you today. I'll feed you tomorrow. Don't save it. So can you see, it would be an act of faith. You know, not long back, everybody's mad and upset because they don't have enough to eat. Now, they've just had barbecued quail and fresh manna cakes, and they are full but man, they remember being hungry. And you going to throw this food out? Can you see it's a test of faith? It's a test of faith. What? Would it take faith to go, God got me this. If he says don't save it, I'm not saving it. He'll get me more. Everybody said out loud, there's more, there's more. where this came from. Hmm? Y'all awake? Yes. There's more where this came from. God's done it before. He'll do it again. Is that right? Yes. And again. Did he do it again? Yes. The next day and the next day and the next week and the next month and the next year and the next year and the next year and the next year and the next year. For 40 years every day. Except on the Sabbath. 
twice on the day before. Twice the amount. He did it. And so, is that something people still have to deal with today? Fear of running out? See, this is one of the reasons why people won't give when the Lord directs them to give. They're like, I got this coming up, and I got that coming up, and I just don't know. And, And so, people hold on to what they have in fear, even when the Lord has told them to do something differently with it. Because what if, what if, what if, what if, what if, what if it doesn't fall tomorrow uh, with the dew? What if we go out tomorrow and there's none there and you had some last night and you threw it away, dummy? Reasoning. Fear. Can you see this? Thinking you're smarter than God, I guess. Because what'd he say? What'd he say? Do not save it. Don't save any of it. Eat your fill and then throw the rest away. Can you see that throwing the rest of it away with no natural guarantee about tomorrow is faith? Come on, can you see that? That, that takes an act of faith. And some of them did it. Some of them threw it out, but some of them didn't. And Moses was wroth with them. He was not happy with them because God wasn't happy with them. And so they gathered it every morning, every man according to his eating. And when the sun waxed hot, it it melted. That's why I just told you you got to get up and get out there. Uh, So what we've seen now is another episode of them failing the test. They Red Sea, they failed the test. Uh, Waters of Merah, they failed the test. Here, in the beginning at the wilderness of sin where they are now, they failed the test. And here, number four, they failed the manna test. But he's not through with that. So it came to pass on the sixth day, they gathered twice as much bread, two omers, which would be four quarts, for one man, twice the daily allowance. And all the rulers of the congregation came and told Moses. And Moses said, well, this is what the Lord said. Tomorrow is the rest of the Holy Sabbath to the Lord. Bake what you're going to bake today. Seethe or boil or cook what you're going to cook. And that which remains over, lay up. Hold up now. I thought he told them not to save it. Don't lay it up. Yeah, but he's saying on the sixth day, lay it up. So you've got to watch about making rules. Because some folks would, get, would see, read that and go, that's a sin to lay up. Not on the sixth day. Right? No, you've got to watch about making rules. You need to be led by the Spirit. How do you get it right? Do what he told you to do. Which is also the key of miracles. Remember what Jesus' mother told him at the wedding feast? Whatever he says to you, do it. And so, he said, uh, you keep it up. And... Uh, they laid it up till the morning, like Moses told them, and it did not stink. And there were no worms in it. It didn't spoil. How'd that happen? It would spoil every other day <laughs> except on the sixth day. What's God demonstrating? He keeps demonstrating. I can take care of you. I don't have to have any of the things you think I need. Moses said, eat 
eat it today because today's a Sabbath to the Lord and today you will not find any in the field. Six days you gather it, but on the seventh day is the Sabbath, there will be none. So what do you think happened? <laughs> Say it out loud, this is a test. This is a test. <laughs> when the Lord says, go get it, what do you do? Go get it. When he says, don't save it, what do you do? Don't save it. When he says, save it, what do you do? Save it. When he says, don't get it, what do you do? Don't go get it. Now see, people, they don't like that. This requires that you have to have a living relationship and fellowship with God. You got to hear from him and do whatever he tells you at the time. Instead of just making a bunch of rules, never do this, never do that. No, no. There are times he said, go get it. There are times he said, don't go get it. There are times he said, save it. There are times he said, don't save it. How can you get it right then? Just pay attention. (laughs) Just listen. Right? It's not hard. He's not making it hard. Just listen and do what he said. This was not beyond any of their abilities to comply with. This was not too hard for any of these guys to understand. But what do you think happened? Verse 27, came to pass, they went out of the people on the seventh day to get some. And guess what? There wasn't any there. Not a big surprise, right? They found none. They got up, you know, went out to work, and they could have slept in. Here's the day they could have slept in, and they didn't. Now, uh, verse 28, the Lord said to Moses, how long will you refuse to keep my commandments and my laws? Is the Lord irritated with them? Why? There's no excuse for this. So let's, let's try to understand what would have been their justification for ignoring what he said and going out there. Try to, try to think about it. Why would you do that? Well, you know, every day it's been out there, right? You're going to just, you know, got no grocery stores, got no silos, got no stores, got no backup for food. You're just going to leave good food out there, laying in the wilderness? I got to go see. (laughs) Right? I mean, you got to go see. No, you don't. (laughs) No, you don't got to go see. See, have you found that there's always somebody that thinks the rule doesn't apply to them? Huh? Won't follow instructions. And see, the problem is, it's not just, well, you know, I, I just like to think for myself. No, you don't trust. You don't trust. They saved it because they didn't trust God to have them some more tomorrow. They went out and saw that they could find some more because they didn't trust God. They weren't sure that it would start happening again on the first day of the week. It's a lack of trust. Disobedience reveals you don't trust the one who gave you the instructions. You're going to do it your own way. Why? Well, you trust you more than you trust them, and you think you can do it better. But so many times, it ain't about what you think you could do, do you trust or not? If you trust, 
You'll do what you were told. The way you were told, no matter what you think about it or how you feel about it, because you realize it's not a technical matter of getting the job done. It's a matter, will I trust them? Will I show respect or not? And the reason God was, was angry with them is because how many times does it take? How many signs and wonders do you have to do? Had anybody ever heard of the Red Sea splitting? Never. Had anybody heard of 10 million pounds of food falling out of the sky every day? And yet you're going to say, well, I just don't know. If, you know, what if it don't, what if it don't start back, you know, on the first day of the week? You know, we better go, at least go check. Not innocent. Not Okay. So people think that's okay, but it is a blatant act of statement revealing, I don't trust you, so I got to go check it myself. I'm not going to listen to you because I don't trust you. I'm going to save it, even though you said don't save it, because I don't trust you. This is what cost them the promised land, because they never changed Even if they had repented after this, there are five more big opportunities to get it right past this. But it was the same thing every time. Somebody said out loud, by the grace of God, God, not me, me. I will believe my God God. and I will trust you, Lord, and do what you say, the way you say to do it, because you're right. You know, and you can do anything, and I trust you, and I will show you I trust you by doing it your way and obeying you every day. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, that'll keep you occupied, (laughs) but if you'll do it, you will make it to the promised land. You will enjoy things other people don't. Can you say amen? Well, our time's up again today, but aren't we glad we're getting rid of unbelief and we're getting full of faith in God. We'll see you next time back here at Faith School. We've been talking about how that faith and trust obeys, follows instructions. And I've found that in God meeting our needs, that's a key component you follow his instructions. You remember when Peter had committed for them to pay tax money and uh, the Lord told him, go and cast a line in and the first fish that comes up, check his mouth. Well, that's not something you'd have ever thought of, but if he hadn't obeyed, and then on another occasion, he said, cast your net on that side of the ship. And when they did, they got a full load of fish. It's important that we follow his instructions because that's when you'll reap your big harvest. Uh, Lord, I pray over our partners and everybody that's joining with us, reveal to them the steps to take to lay hold of abundant harvest off of every good seed that they've sown. Show them where to cast the line. Show them where to cast the net, the obedience that'll bring the resultant harvest. 
We thank you for it in Jesus' name, and we confess you're the faithful God who supplies all our needs. Amen. Hallelujah. We're believing with you, expecting with you for that. Come back next week. There's more to see here at Faith School. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.